0: You can think about all of that later down the line, but the important thing right at the start is to get clear on the reputation that you want to build and start taking steps that are manageable to actually achieving it rather than trying to do everything all in one go, getting overwhelmed and then giving up.
1: Today on Strategy Shorts, I'm joined by the most excellent Sam Winsbury. He is the founder of Corogo and a bit of a personal branding guru or expert or empresario, take your pick. But Sam, following that massively grand introduction, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing in the world?
0: I appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for having me on and thanks for the warm introduction. Um, Yeah, as you rightly said, I run a company called Corogo. What we do is we help founders and CEOs become thought leaders in their industry through personal branding. So we help them develop a strategy for building their online reputation. We produce content for them, publish it online land them features in the media to build up their online presence and, um, and develop awareness. And then we help them essentially convert that into meaningful opportunities for their business, whether that's speaking on stage or generating leads and clients for their business or partnerships for their business. Um, we kind of run a, a 360 degree operation, if you like, around personal branding.
1: Now, I've been looking at some of the numbers and obviously doing a bit of background research into <laughs> you and the business. And some of the results are pretty staggering, like views up by 400,000 percent. 10 xing ROI, increased followers by 40%, engagement up by 80%. And I think you're going to be talking a little bit in this episode about a framework or how people can get started in that space. Mm. But, but when did that really start to, to pick up? Because obviously there's a lag, right, between when you decide to start a business and when you start seeing those kind of incredible results. So when did it really start to take off for you as a business?
0: Yeah, so... I I launched the business as I came out of uni in the pandemic so um, I was kind of plugging away at it a little bit in my final year of of university but not really doing anything meaningful with it and then as soon as I'd left I actually went I'd moved to a new city didn't really know anyone there I spent kind of six months really focused on the business then and that time period was like it was kind of zero to to one if you like but we did that quite quickly we got to a stage where I was starting to bring on first few team members in in within probably six six to nine months of, of starting it properly which was great and then um, years two and three we really flew so this was 2021-2022 we grew uh, 3x each year so we basically tripled in size um, back to back which was uh, pretty insane and mostly driven by personal branding of you know ourselves the people in the company which was um, kind of testament to the power of personal brand I guess so yeah, I'd say it took, you know, there was a, an initial bit of uplift, but then it really started skyrocketing a year or so, two years in.
1: Okay, so thinking about like, it sounds like you made the jump pretty quickly from from studying into running your own thing. How did you know, because we speak to a lot of founders and, and people running their own enterprises, as well as kind of senior leaders in in marketing and branding who have a very different perspective. But as a founder, I think lots of people are intrigued to know how you knew when to take that leap or how you knew that was the kind of the path forward for you. So how did you assess and decide to take that step into running your own business?
0: Yeah, it was for uh, for maybe the the two years before I did it, it was kind of the only option for me, really. It was the only way I I really thought of going. I've always loved the idea of building things from scratch. And for my the rest of my career, I intend to build more businesses out of the ground. That really excites me. So I was kind of I was freelancing, doing a little bit of work whilst I was at uni outside of of studies, and really that was my main interest and focus rather than uh, university itself. So um, I kind of got this passion for doing it, and then as soon as I started landing a few projects, I just thought, you know, imagine what it'd be like to just build an agency out of nothing. That for me is is really enjoyable. So it was purely like an enjoyment play. It was something that I wanted to. do. I didn't really think too much about the risks of it. I kind of just said, look, give yourself six months. I had six months of student loan left to live on basically I was like give yourself six months give it a shot if it doesn't work you can go and get a job so I was I guess I was in a very fortunate position in that I didn't have responsibilities or anything to think about and I could take that risk Um, so it didn't really feel like as much of a didn't feel like a big risk if that makes sense
1: it does a a common theme I think we hear a lot from our guests on the show is that passion and necessity there's somewhere those two things intersect is where good things really start to happen when Mm. there's that real sense of urgency and like I've kind of got nothing else if this doesn't work out but also it being born out of something that you just love to do like so passion and necessity are just two themes that keep coming up now I know that you've been thinking a little bit about the the framework or insight that you want to bring to the audience today so before you dive into that tell us who you're really speaking to today like who's your target listener and then take it away yeah give us your give us your framework
0: Yeah. So if you run a B2B company, probably in the region of you're doing a few hundred K a year to a few million a year, uh, this is going to be exactly for you. It's going to basically show you how you can build a personal brand that actually generates ROI for your business. If you're probably in the region of five, 10 million plus running uh, a B2B business, this could be applicable to B2C as well. To be fair, this will also be relevant for you. There'll be some parts of it that are less relevant. But as I said, if you're doing a few hundred thousand a year to a few million a year, running a B two B business, this is going to be right up your street. Um, and the system that we kind of operate for our, for our clients is we probably need a better name for it. To be honest, it's cool, it's our PAC framework at the moment. We're trying to come up with a better name. Um, PAC obviously being an acronym for the three stages to it. And really, we kind of developed this system having worked with over a hundred personal brands previously, we noticed that all of the most successful ones that we worked with, worked on, or studied, all had these three things in some format. And the three things PAC is positioning, amplification, and conversion. So really top line overview for you. Positioning is essentially about creating the structure for your personal brand, the underlying strategy, and the foundations to it. It's getting really clear on what kind of reputation you want to build what kind of unique combination of skills, experience, expertise, results, values you bring that nobody else can match and identifying that kind of almost part of the market, if you like, that you can own. And then getting really clear on why people should actually listen to you. So this is a really important thing that positioning solves, right? It's lots and lots of people are posting content online. So why should someone listen to you over anybody else? Really important. No one seems to, to answer that well enough. Um, so that means having a really clear idea of what kind of unique perspective you bring that's ultimately what we want to do in our positioning phase set out a goal for the future set out the kind of reputation that we want to build so that in you know, we want to be able to predict in let's say 12 months or five years with pretty good accuracy how someone would describe us if a random person asked them that's positioning what that does is it almost acts as a bit of a north star for everything else that you do so once you've got that idea of the end reputation that you want to build or the reputation that you need to build they might be too different things they might be related what you can then start doing is thinking about right what do i need to do in order to fulfill that so let's say i want to in 12 months time be seen as the leading marketing expert for um, d2c brands in the uk doing between 1 and 10 million that's my my goal right we can then work back and think what are the sorts of things that we need to to do in order to get there well the next few things come through amplification which is a second part of the model you probably need to start putting out content online in order to create that reputation. So educate people, provide advice to people, um, really own that space and, and be an expert in that space in order to get there. So that's the second part of our model is publishing content online. That might come organic th- organically through social platforms such as LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. LinkedIn is kind of where we spend the mo- majority of our time just because of the nature of the people we work with. Um, but really, this could be applied to, to any social platform. But then also appearing on other people's podcasts, this is a great example, or in media publications online. And one thing you get from that which is really interesting is that if you're appearing in leading publications, you're instantly seen as the authority. Posting on social is great because it's really accessible, right? Anyone can do it with a few taps of their thumb from the comfort of their own home. But the thing with appearing on other people's podcasts or appearing in the media is if you land an appearance in, in a respectable publication you're not it sounds savage but not everyone can do that right not everybody's worthy of being featured so by landing these features you're essentially showing to other people look these big publications these podcast hosts they want to hear from me why because i'm the expert so you get a lot of authority from doing that um, and it's a really good way to, to kind of gain that authority and grow your audience at the same time you could also use ads ads are another way to do it so you could put budget behind content online and, and reach more people that way but the point is you need to amplify your message and your knowledge to as many of the right people as possible and the more people you can reach or the more relevant people you can reach the better the final stage of the model c part is conversion which is essentially about actually generating opportunity from your personal brand i don't know about you but i'm i don't build a personal brand just for the vanity of it just to you know get the the dopamine and the ego boost of likes there's got to be like a practical um business case for it on the back end. And that's where conversion comes in, which is about using the online presence that you have as a source of opportunities, but actually converting those opportunities. So it's not just a a kind of network that you don't really do anything with, but you're creating opportunities for people to get in touch with you. Maybe it's to download guides, lead magnets, attend events that you're doing, book calls with you to discuss partnerships. We want to create a really seamless transition between your online presence and people speaking with you one-to-one, because most people don't have that. They don't have that bridge between consuming their content online and ultimately working with them. So we want to make that bridge as seamless as possible and make sure that it actually um, stays true and authentic to, to the personal brand that you've built online. So that's our model, positioning, amplification, and conversion. And as I said, all of the best personal brands that we've worked with, worked on, studied, have these three things in place. And if you get those three things in place and do them well, then I can pretty much guarantee you're going to build a a powerful and profitable personal brand, which is, I think, what most people want.
1: Yeah, I think the, the one thing that really stood out to me when you were just going through that is the difference between social and press, social yeah. and PR. The idea that people forget that if you are just saying stuff online, if you're just saying stuff on social media, that doesn't give you authority. And and I think that's where a lot of people go wrong as they pour loads of energy into creating loads of content, which may sound good and may look good, but you might not be reaching the right people. And because there are so many people saying stuff that is also good, it doesn't give you authority. It just means that you're another voice in a sea of voices. But what it does give you is organic reach and access. I thought that was really, really interesting. Whereas the press side of things, the appearances on podcasts, getting into publications, being published online through other channels, that's where there is authority. And I suppose the really exciting magic happens when you can share organically the fact that you've been featured in this authority space, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely nailed it. I smiled as you were talking because I I knew what you were getting to and you're absolutely bang on. That's one of the things we kind of push to our clients a lot is that the magic isn't in one or the other. It's when you do both and you manage to share for example, a feature on social. Let's say you feature in, I don't know, if you feature in Forbes, right? It's a ge- generic example, but you can pretty much guarantee that anyone interested in business is going to respect you for the fact that you've featured in in Forbes. There'll be some uh, some people that are skeptical and, and think that you've paid for it, obviously. But you know, if you feature in Forbes, it's a lot of credibility, one of the most respected publications in the business world. If you then share that on your LinkedIn, for example, a lot of people are going to get behind it. A lot of people are going to see it and start following your LinkedIn content because of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the the other thing I thought was was really good is reminding people about the North Star. And mm-hmm. I know that when you kind of set this up, you said that really you're speaking to people with an element of scale already, like businesses that have SME level turnover and upwards, right? But I guess there are some really important lessons here for people who are just starting out and who are perhaps thinking, well, I want to be in that business range and upwards perhaps at the end of 2024, or looking into 2025, like that's where I want to be. And I guess it's useful to start thinking of this framework out of the gate, and probably really focusing on on the positioning side of things, like start to imagine your story back from that end point of that goal. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that might be kind of like my top takeaway for people, whoever you are, is start thinking about that positioning and start thinking about that end goal and working back from there. But what would be your kind of top tip? Because we always like to stop on a practical point, like something for people to take away and try, whoever they are. So where would you want people to start as soon as this episode finishes?
0: Yeah, great point. I think what I'd say is don't try and overdo it and overthink it right at the start. Going from zero to 100 in one go is extremely difficult. Instead, focus on building a really strong positioning strategy for yourself. So definitely nail that first phase and then just pick one social media channel to publish content on multiple times a week, ideally three to five times a week, and try and publish great content on that platform for three to six months. Just do that. You can then think about building in other platforms or doing podcasts, PR, building conversion systems. You can think about all of that later down the line. But the important thing right at the start is to get clear on the reputation that you want to build and start taking steps that are manageable To actually achieving it rather than trying to do everything all in one go getting overwhelmed and then giving up
1: sam we are just about done with our time for today's session but i want to say a massive thank you to you it's been super valuable really succinct i love the way you've presented some of those some of those high level ideas for the audience so thank you for making some time for the show and let's speak again soon pleasure thanks so much for having me on